This week, the province finally released their long-awaited jobs program for post-pandemic Alberta. The start of it, anyway. The federal government offered up close to $200 million in funding that the province could use under a cost-sharing job creation plan. That money was offered a while ago. Uh, with the condition that the province spend 80% of it by April 1st. The UCP government didn't do that, but they were able to renegotiate with the feds and have the money kept on the table into this fiscal year. And now we know how it will be spent and uh, what the plan looks like. So to get a little more information about what was announced this week, we have Jason Copping, who is the Labour and Immigration Minister, joining us this morning. Um, Minister Copping, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me there, Shay. So let's just go through the uh, the program that was announced. Jobs Now is what it's called. And essentially, um, 25% of the wages would be covered for new hires, right? Is it that simple? It, almost. It's the, uh, it's as you said before, it's $370 million program, one of the largest programs, training programs in Alberta's history. And, uh, and employers, both businesses and not-for-profits, can apply to get a wage training or both subsidy okay. up to 25% of the job to a maximum of $25,000. And the Premier says he expects that up to 22,000 jobs could be created as part of this program? Yeah, we, we're estimating more than 22,000 jobs, uh, direct jobs can be created. And that doesn't include spinoff uh, benefits because we're injecting more money into the economy, creating more jobs, uh, which will also increase demand for other services and potentially to uh, more job creation as well. Um, now, you say that you know companies and nonprofits can apply. Is it one per company and nonprofit, or is there a limit to how many people they can um, access this program and bring on? Yeah, so there there is a limit. Uh, we're doing this through a series of intakes. Uh, the first intake uh, started yesterday uh, yeah. and will go till the till the end of August. Uh, and for uh, uh, employers, it's a maximum of twenty jobs per intake. Uh, and the reason why we're doing separate intakes because we understand that uh, different sectors of the economy will will recover at different points in times. And so we wanted to to um, spread the money out over a period of time so uh, companies can and organizations, uh, depending on their uh, their business cycles, can apply for it. Because really, this is about creating long-term permanent positions. Uh, part, a key part of the program is that uh, businesses have to make a commitment to hire uh, the, an individual and keep the job for at least one year. Uh, and the way that the payment uh, cycle works is that, you know, uh, someone applies, uh, organization applies, they get approved, they then post a job, hire somebody. At the three-month mark, they get half the money of the subsidy. And then at the uh, the 12-month mark, they get the other half. Because really what this is designed is to incent uh, the creation of long-term permanent positions. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and it can actually be increased to 37.5% if uh, a person with disabilities is hired, right? So there's, there's an added element there. Yes, no, that's very correct. That's correct. Uh, and we recognize that, you know, uh, those with disabilities have additional barriers uh, to getting to work. Uh, and we want this program to work for all Albertans. And as you know, some was depending on the barrier. Uh, sometimes uh, employers may have to make a, you know, either do additional training, mm-hmm. uh, make investments in terms of the uh, whether it be the type of software or the accessibility to uh, uh, to the either the work site or the uh, the workstation. Uh, there can be additional costs. So you know, uh, we added this element to the program, and quite frankly, because we want to get all Albertans back to work. The question uh, a lot of people are asking is why it took so long. I mean, the program has been on the table for quite some time. Why did the province wait until, uh, you know, the end of May to bring it in? I mean, the original deadline was April 1st. Why the hesitation? So a couple, a couple of things. So first off, we wanted to design a program that focused on the creation of long-term jobs. 
to do that, we needed flexibility from the federal government to be able to roll the, the $185 million, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, into this fiscal year. Uh, and, and even though we had ongoing, continuing, positive conversations with them, uh, they had their own internal process to get through. And, and quite frankly, they couldn't, they couldn't get back to us to confirm their ability to do that till they launched their own budget. Uh, so that's, that's the first element. The second element is we wanted to also introduce this program coming out of the uh, out of the the pandemic, because uh, we recognize that you know when it, when we're dealing with the pandemic and you have uh, restrictions that uh, restrict economic activity, it could be challenging for some employers. So we also wanted to roll this out as part of our, our economic recovery plan. And so you know we got the answer from the uh, the federal government uh, just a, a number of weeks ago uh, that we could roll this in. Uh, that they finally got it through their process, uh, and then that gives us an opportunity to launch it right now and, and provide hope because as we're coming out of this pandemic, uh, we'll be seeing restrictions list, uh, being being lifted. You know, the vaccinations are, are, are high and, they'll, and they're continuing to grow every day. Uh, we need to keep the work on that. And we also recognize it takes some time for employers to apply and, uh, and then post the job and make the hire. Uh, so we wanted to make sure to time this as we're coming out of the pandemic to get the maximum value from the dollars because the reality is, uh, there's, you know, whether it's federal dollars or provincial dollars, uh, it's all the same taxpayer, and we want to use it to the most, uh, to the greatest effect. Uh, so that's why we did the timing this way, uh, be able to match a program designed for permanent long-term jobs and actually get the maximum impact in terms of growth as we're coming out of the pandemic. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Um, just a question from some of our listeners, and it's kind of, you know, you're talking about they have to keep people on for a year, and I understand it because you want to create permanent long-term jobs, but one of our listeners says, I run a seasonal farm. Um, is there going to be a kind, another program that will help them? You know, they, they don't operate for a full year, so they don't need staff for a full year. I mean, I imagine this is just the first program of many. Like I say, it's about, it's about 10% of the unemployed Albertans right now. There needs to be more, correct? Yeah, so we're um, lining this up to work with some federal programs. As you know, the federal programs has a there's a wage subsidy uh, that's out there right now that ends in the fall. Um, the, the feds are also introducing another program uh, that's basically a rehiring program. So as we come out of the pandemic, uh, and that's also a similar it's a, it's a wage subsidy uh, program to be able to help employers who had to lay off staff because of the pandemic and get them back up uh, back up. To so that's going to be through the summer and into the fall, and this is a longer term, uh, a longer term vision. And we've also, um, you know, we've done significant consultation with uh, the business community. Uh, as you know, at our announcement, we had the Alberta Chamber and the Edmonton and, and Calgary Chambers there with us, and we're doing this uh, program in a, a number of intakes. And one of the reasons for that is also allows us to tweak that. Sure. Uh, so as we hear feedback from the community about what works, what doesn't work, you know, how do we modify it? Um, so we can get the maximum benefit for this and uh, and to be able to provide uh, opportunities for all Albertans, we can make tweaks down the road. So we're we're doing our first intake now, and we're continuing to listen to feedback uh, from uh, from employers. Um, 
Well, I've got you. As Labour Minister, one thing that's been talked about a lot in our province recently is paid sick leave. We, we tell people they can't go to work, they have to stay home for two weeks at a time, things like that. Um, and, and a lot of places, they just they don't have access to paid sick leave. There's been a big push to have the government bring that in. Has there been any progress within the UCP cabinet around this issue? Is that something that people can expect, or are we just going to make it through to the end of the pandemic without actually making a change there? So we're watching. Um, we're watching it closely. Uh, we we have made changes already. Like initially, with the uh, when the pandemic started, we put in unpaid leave for people who had to self isolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who also look after people who needed to uh, to self isolate dependents. Uh, the federal government came in with a uh, with a program to provide support, and we also have put in other additional supports on top of that. So if you if you have a worker who needs to self isolate but they can't self isolate at home. Um, we provide benefits not only to be able to stay in a hotel, uh, but a, a additional financial supports um, uh, on top of that to be able to support that. So we're, we're watching in terms of what what's happening in terms of the the spread and the uh, in the workplace uh, to see whether there's a need and, and if there's a need, that's something we may we may need to adjust to. But what we're seeing right now is the numbers are coming down uh, and the spread is coming down, and, and really our focus is on vaccinations, getting people vaccinated uh, so they can go to work with a, and, and have another layer of protection on, on, in addition to all the other layers with the uh, health and safety um, and AHS and working with uh, employees and employers working together to reduce the spread in the work, workplaces. Vaccinations being rolled out at the workplaces, for example, in the meatpacking industry, we've done vaccinations on site. And we've also seen some of that in uh, some of the work camps, uh, as well as the um, rapid testing, be able to do that. So we have all these measures in place. We're continuing to watch it, uh, and they'll see where we go from there. Okay, so right now there's no plans to introduce paid sick leave in Alberta. Um, other things seem to be working. That's, that, that's correct. Okay. Uh, Minister, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate the update on the Jobs Now program. Well, thanks so much for your time. And, and again, urge all, all uh, uh, listeners to uh, conti- you know, continue to get vaccinated, uh, follow the, uh, the measures by, uh, outlined by our Chief Medical Officer of Health, and then for employers to look at this Jobs Now program, they go to alberta.ca backslash jobs now uh, and see if it works for them and help not only grow their business, but get Albertans back to work. Excellent. Okay. Thank you, Minister. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Shay. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. That is Jason Copping, uh, the Labour and Immigration Minister.